Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are you doing today? Dude, it, it's every day on the podcast is a holiday. It is. No matter if we have someone or we don't, um, I do think we have cool stuff to talk about, though. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about. I mean, one of our favorite people and one of the greatest Badgers of all time is going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh, Joe Thomas, we'll talk about. We'll, we'll just talk about Joe here in a little bit. Badgers training camp is uh, underway in Platteville. Um, and just a lot going on. So we figured, hey, why not? Let's just talk about the Badgers because that's what we're here to do. Before we get into that, though, I want to remind you guys that we are presented by betonline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at betonline.ag. Uh, the football season is basically here. Uh, the, as we record here on a Friday morning, Hall of Fame game was last night. Uh, your Jets play Joe's Browns. I think there's a lot of Zach Wilson involved there. So uh, probably one of the few times you'll get to see him all season because uh, you've got Aaron <laughs> Rodgers now. So that's all that really matters. Uh, baseball season pennant races in full swing. Uh, Bernie, like we said last time, your Mets have sold off all the players. My Braves are still kicking butt. Uh, but no matter what your sport is, you can wager on it over at betonline.ag. Head on over to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Let's start. Matt Perkins, wait, stop, stop real quick. First off, the Jets have started exactly where I thought they would start. <laughs> oh, and one. <laughs> this is not a Jets podcast, but how dare they? First off, how dare they leave um, Zach Wilson in for like two drives and they were just field goals. He looked exactly how I thought he would. And uh, that sucks. But we I wasn't watching that. I mean, I was watching for the offense, but I was watching because a beautiful man that we love on this show who has been very, very supportive. Joe Thomas walked down that Hall of Fame row behind some people that, you know, Demarcus Ware, Darrell Revis. You're talking about. Klecko? 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 You got two Klecko. Jets going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. How often does that happen? And and that dude was a – he almost fell over, but he was a monster when he was playing. Um, dude, from all the love, like, it's so cool to see Joe Thomas do that. Like, it, first off, we should have a debate on who is the best player to ever play at Wisconsin because there's some really good ones, but 
if you go lineman, Joe Thomas is the best lineman for sure. Yep. Could he be one of the best players? Though? I think he's one. So remember, uh, this spring, was it this spring or last spring? I think last spring we did. Yeah, it was two springs ago. So spring of 2022, we did our bracket, our 64 player bracket. Uh, and obviously Ron Dane won, but Joe made the final four. I believe the final four was, was Ron MG three. Um, and, uh, who else was, who were the other two, Joe and Jimmy? I mean, I, to me, first of all, I, I still will always say Ron Dane is probably the best Badger off of what he did, what he, what he took us to all of that. Joe Thomas is literally right, right standing next to him. I mean, it, it could be a tie. I mean, that guy's a 10 time pro bowler out of 11 years. Like Didn't miss a snap. Didn't miss a snap in his career. I mean, it's 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 truly in insanity, like how special Joe is, and it's also funny to watch some of those videos from back in the day when he was fat and like you know neck is bigger than his head, just like I was. Um, but to like, I wanted to post something, but I was like, you know what? This is like I played with this guy at a high level, and I just felt like I wanted to keep that for me. Um, but I want to share stuff on Facebook. I just haven't done it yet because I haven't sat in front of a computer. But like. Dude, Joe, I played with Joe Thomas. You did. I mean, that's like, I don't. I played with Jimmy Leonard. Like you're talking about the Final Four. I played with two of those guys out of four. That's pretty cool. I don't yeah. know. I'm just like, I, I, I'm just so proud of him, and I'm also so happy for such a good human being. You know, mm-hmm. he's never been a jerk. Everything he says about the locker room, it's true. I've had some great times with Joe. My family loves his family. They're like, oh, come tailgate with us. Like that stuff is is like the Badger culture that. We'll never lose. No, never, never. And I think what's really interesting uh, about this is, you know, you know, I had a couple interactions with Joe just as a as a lay person, as a student. Well, actually, because I was on the track team my freshman year and because, you know, Joe was on the track team. And so I was fortunate enough that, you know, the guy who really took me under his wing my freshman year was a decathlete um, on the track team. And he, you know, he actually, he lived next to Joe. And so I got to hang out a couple of times. I thought uh, our friend who's going to be coming on uh, the podcast next week, uh, Ryan Glassfiegel, uh, did a great little story in the New York Post, uh, I think yesterday or the day before, about Joe's house uh, and how he had like a pool table. There was just a hole you had to walk around in the living room floor. And, and, you know, I, I actually went to that house once with Nathan, uh, my, my buddy on the track team. And I remember like Joe just be like the friendliest guy, even though I was like a little twerp freshman who thought he was going to be an all American hammer thrower and definitely did not end up being one. And he just, he couldn't have been nicer. And, you know, I was fortunate enough on some recruiting dinners when the track team was, uh, trying to bring in some recruits, we brought in, like Joe would come in and be like the big guy. Hey, you know, like you know, obviously it's all American Joe Thomas and he was just, he was kind and he was never arrogant. And there's a lot of guys who with his talent level, with the amount of money he ended up making, that could be incredibly arrogant about who they are. And you really wouldn't blame them. And Joe was always the opposite. He was always down to earth. And that's something that has always stood out to me about Joe, the person. And I mean, obviously, I think he is the greatest offensive lineman in history. I'm a little bit biased. We're both a little bit biased. Uh, But, you know, more so than that, Joe is a Hall of Fame person, not just a Hall of Fame player, but a Hall of Fame person. Uh, 100%. I was even text. I texted him yesterday. Um, My mother-in-law, Carrie, sent me that video 
that they put out on him. So it was so nice. And I sent him, I sent him like, Hey, listen, I'm just watching this video. It is so cool, man. I literally, this is the coolest thing. Like I think anyone's happened to anyone and I'm so happy for, I'm so proud. I'm so happy for you. And he's like, Hey, thanks Bernie. Like he gets back to people. Like he is just that guy. Like he's that guy. If you're around him, he will not treat you like you're not important no matter who you are. Not saying they're unimportant people. Just if he doesn't know you, he'll still say hi to you. He'll shake your hand. It's just really cool. Also, he might have been the best fit guy out there. I mean, looks looked good. And I and I have some problem with a lot of people, what they were dressed in. A lot of tight, tight, tight pants. Zach Thomas, dude, why are your pants so tight, bro? Get some Lululemons. But <laughs> – or something. Um but he looks, you know, he looks great. It, It's just so nice to see his family there. Like, you know, his son Jack was on TV. It was cool last night. Then you watch the Jets get, like, embarrassed or just kick two field goals. At least they were winning at some point during the season. I mean, it's, it, it's <laughs> something, right? I mean, obviously, you know, I, I, the NFL season is going to be a lot of fun. I'm so excited. You know, I'm a Bills fan. You're a Jets fan. I'm, But I'm so excited to watch the Steelers <laughs> this year because it's 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 Madison East there. It's Madison yep. East. And you know what? We're adopting Nate Herbig as an honorary Badger. Uh, I'm excited to see Nick and Nate play together. They've still got two Watts and Isaiah Laddermilk. And it like, Bernie, we, we, we have to go to Pittsburgh and just see those guys. Like, we, we, we just have I to. I feel go like we them. have to. Yeah. I mean, we will. Like we we're we're going to go. We're going to hang out with the Herbig family. They're going to feed us some amazing Hawaiian food. We're going to hang out with the Watts. We're going to hang out with Loudermilk and just have an awesome weekend. Uh, I think that will be a lot of fun. We're going to find a time to do that. Attention athletes. Do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager, Chris Anasetti. Our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says... I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacete. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. Uh, we are also going to be at a couple games this fall ourselves, which I'm really excited about. Uh, we'll, we'll be at the Iowa game. 
Uh, I think we're going to try to make the Nebraska game as well. So I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But speaking of the team, though, they are in camp at Platteville right now, Bernie. Uh, we've talked a lot about the camp experience Seeing some of the stuff out of camp, though, um, I want to mention, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough when we were at Squat Fest, we got to hang out with Will Pauling, the slot receiver, for a little while. The highlights coming out of the Tanner Mordecai-Will Pauling connection make me so giddy. Uh, you know, because one of the things that we saw uh, in, in that Phil Longo said on his um on his media day, right before they went out, he says, uh, I, I'm going to brass this quote up a little bit. He's like, the three things I love the most in the world are my wife, my kids, and slot receivers. And Will Pauling looks like he is going to be an absolute weapon out of the slot. Bernie, it's so strange to see all these highlights of passing. What, what, I mean, this, this is, we are in uncharted territory here. You know, with the complete rehaul is that the right word of the offense? We're an uncharted. We, you know, Fix says it himself. He's like, we've done so much, we've never played a snap of football, like on a, on you know on a game day. Um, but within this offense, listen, I am the one person affected the most being a fullback. So I am also able to say, you know what? That was history. Sadly enough, um, the days of watching like these you know, monster trucks leading and opening up gaps. Maybe it's not done, but it's, it's pretty much done. Um, but to watch and to hear and to see the receivers getting a lot of hype makes me really happy for a number of reasons. One, it's going to open up the run game. Like it's going to be fantastic Two, to see Tanner Mordecai having success only to me means that we are going to score points, right? That's the whole point. We weren't doing that last year. The defense spent a lot of time on the field can happen, right? Like you can't win games with the defense. I guess if they score a bunch of touchdowns, which our defense has kind of happened to do, but they shouldn't have to do that, right? Like that shouldn't happen. So what we're seeing at a camp, all that stuff is exciting. Um, and it's cool that it's only really been like a lot of wide receiver content. The first day of the, of what's his name, who we met, I can't remember his name right now, the director of operations running down the hallway with the blowhorn. Yep. Similar to like life at the seminary. Uh, although these guys would come and knock on your door and just be like, Hey, Bernie, you better be up. And usually you were up like, cause at six, we would get up at six fifteen, literally walk down, get taped right away and then eat breakfast. And you were out at like seven 30. I mean, there's like no time to, to just, I don't BS. Like you can't just wake up and there, we didn't have cell phones. So like you weren't checking anything, but there was very limited time to get your personal priorities in check. And that's what it looks like. You know, that's what camp is for. Your personal priorities are not important. The team's priorities and the program's priorities are the only thing in of, 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 of importance. And uh, it's exciting that they went to camp. I think what a solid move by Fick, right? Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm going to go back to the other thing I will say, I'm, you know, we both like have, we have a real love for Ches Malusi as a player. Ches has said, this is the first time he's been healthy in camp and felt right. And there were a couple of highlights that came out yesterday, Thursday of Ches running. Oh my goodness, Bernie. Bernie. Like there's a lot of great running back tandems in the Big Ten this year. Blake Corman, Donovan Edwards at Michigan, Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson at Ohio State, uh, Katron Allen and Nicholas Singleton at Penn State. 
but yes, again, we're biased, but I, I, I think we've got the best, we've, we've got the best tandem. Dude, Braylon Moosey and said that too. are so freaking good. So good. And I, and, and I believe three years ago when we started this and we, we brought Chez on to the team, I was like, man, this is a great pickup. I'm excited to see what he does. You know, Clemson, Clemson did a little bit of this, I think. So like, oh yeah. Then he had the run between the tackles, which I think for him was like a little bit of a change, mm -hmm. but he was last year and the year before, I mean, outside of being hit, some injuries, mm -hmm. he looked really good to me. I think and to take, I genuinely think there's going to be 2000 yard backs on this team this year, even with all the passing, because they're going to have, when they touch the ball, they're going to get average six, seven yards a carry because there's only five guys in there. And the offensive line I think is, I mean, it's going to be better this year. I think the offensive line is going to be better, especially with you look at the transfers and Jake Renfro and mm -hmm. Joe Huber. Renfro has been a little bit nicked up, but I think he's still going to be, end up being the starting center uh, for the team. But I, I think Jack Nelson looks really, really good at left tackle. He's gotten a lot more comfortable there after spending the season there last year. But uh, I think the one position that's going to be really interesting to watch in the offense is the tight ends. Kind of uh, the biggest news I think going into camp is that the top two tight ends from last year are both not on the roster anymore. Clay Cundiff looks like he's going to have to medically retire um, because of the injuries that he has sustained. And I, I feel really bad for him because he, he, he's definitely a playmaker and just seems like a good dude that a lot of people like. Jack Eschenbach is also not on the roster for, um, for fall camp. But uh, our friend John McNamara over at Badger Blitz put out a preliminary depth chart. And Bernie, I don't know if you saw this, First team tight end, Riley Nowakowski, the fullback, moving over to tight end. It looks like he might be the starter. So, uh, first of all, also, shout out to Riley. Walk-on earned a scholarship this spring. So, he, the former walk-on is now a scholarship player. Uh, shout out to him. That's huge. That's huge, huge, huge to earn that scholarship after being in the program for a couple years as a walk-on. Now he might be a starter, and we already know he can block. So, I'm excited to see what Riley does. I let's just go back to, to have somebody have to medical retire in college is is devastating. Yeah. Um, and I really hope somebody's talking to that dude because yeah. it's it's terrible. Uh, it's I mean, you really that guy had a chance at the NFL for sure. He was awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, it was so exciting to watch him. I feel so bad. I really hope like and this is a new day and age, but I really hope he had some NIL money and he was able to have some kind of, and I still hope he gets paid because he should, right? Like if you go on IR in the NFL, you get paid. So I really hope that there's some kind of structure in place that pays guys who have medical, you know, it's not just, here's your scholarship. Here's a check each month to pay for your rent and stuff. I hope, I hope there is. I mean, that's, it's very sad. Um, what happened to Eschenbach? I'm not sure. I'm I'm not sure that that hasn't entirely come out yet. I don't know. I know he was nicked up in spring camp as well, so I don't know if it's a medical thing with him. But you know, it, it's so that is the one place that's going to be interesting. Obviously, Hayden Rucci as well is going to be a big factor for this team. And the other guy that I'm excited to see that I think a lot of people are talking about is Jack Pugh, uh, who's a, a sophomore tight end who uh, out of Ohio a couple of years ago who really might you know be a big spark and. The other guy that apparently coaches have been talking about a lot is the true freshman, Tucker Ashcraft, uh, out of Seattle. Tucker, I, I'm very excited about Tucker. It, it was interesting. When Deion Sanders came to Colorado, he was originally committed to Colorado. Deion mm -hmm. Sanders didn't honor his scholarship. And so what happens, Wisconsin swoops him and grabs him. He is, 
he's got the frame he's he's got he's a nasty blocker and i think he has a huge huge upside so i think the future of the tight end position with pew with ashcraft with uh the incoming freshman next year grant stack is going to be just fine it's just this Mm -hmm. fall is a very very interesting time for the tight end position on the roster you just might see more slot receivers hey i mean mean, you you just might see the world not 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 the end of the world what the hell's wrong with prime time that dude I, I, that's a different story for uh, a different day. A whole different day. But I would say if he asked me to come play a Colorado, I might say yes. Uh, that's a whole nother story also. Um, but but again, I would agree. The tight end position I, has to be super important to the, to, the, to the scope of the offense, being able to look, give different looks, different personnel, different plays. So to have a blocker like Riley is going to be huge for them. I think it'll be nice when you have some guys who can run some routes and block, you know, yeah. like it changes. Look at Owen Daniels. Like it changes the Garrett Graham changes the entire scope. Um, one of our favorite guys, who am I forgetting? Travis awesome. Beckham. Yeah. Like if you can block and run and catch passes and you're good at them, the, yeah. the whole entire offense is, is completely. I think saying, saying Travis can block might be a little bit of a stretch. We love Travis. Don't get me wrong. Travis was not the strongest blocker. Now, OD, I think, was the embodiment of someone who could really do both really well. Garrett Graham uh, as well. probably Lance bit. Kendricks. Lance Kendricks. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at Lance, you look at Travis. They, they were a little bit more pass catchers first, more so than the sure, 50-50 sure. guys. But I, I think OD is the guy that, you know, really embodied both at being able to do both at the same time the wide receiver room though that looks really deep and the other thing i'm excited about on the defense it looks like these outside linebackers again have been a strength for a while but they've got dudes they've got it looks like daryl peterson uh my guy tj bowlers um are are you know for the first team guys uh out there on the first day of camp but the michigan state transfer jeff pietrowski uh looks like he could be someone who's a real impact player cj gets a six-year senior a returning starter really strong against the run they, they've got a lot of guys who can be real impact players and they're just they're mixing and matching it looks like there's going to be a lot of guys rotating in uh is, you know in that front seven and along the safeties it looks like maybe the they also got two uh, two late transfers into the cornerback room. They just mm-hmm. picked up a guy from Air Force um, who is on who I think got to campus like the day before camp started. Um, they've also got a uh, Nizir Forquan, who is a Grand Valley State transfer uh, division two guy who looks like he is uh, in line to get snaps at outside corner as well behind Alex Smith and Ricardo Hallman. It is Bernie like the excitement is palpable from Nashville 600 miles away from Platteville. So, uh, you know, I can't even imagine, you know, we, uh, we're fortunate. Our friends, Jake Kokorowski, you know, he's there every day at camp and I've been texting with him and he's like, yeah, this is, this is a different feel than what we saw under for the last decade. And I just, you know, we talked about this with soup uh, the other day about just going away to camp is very different, very, very different than having camp at home. Cause at, if, when you're having camp in Madison, you're still going back to your own dorm every night. You're still, you've got your phone, you've got your computer. You're still seeing the same people outside of the program who might not be there in the program. Your head might not be a thousand percent in it. You don't have a choice when you're at camp. No. 
And I'm thinking about like my camp experience was you didn't even have a cell phone or a TV or anything to really look at. Um, but I think here's what's important about it to me. And this is what I think is the most important, probably why Fickle did it. They brought in a lot of dudes, a lot of people. Like the team makeup is definitely different than uh, what it was last year, right? At let's say this point. Yep. And, they, and they're still bringing guys in. Yep. So the only way to make these guys come together faster is by going to camp. Look at the movie. Um, Remember the Titans. Yep. Like you literally go to camp to break down any type of barriers, to get to know dudes, and, and to really like just be part of just the team for that time. Like you're living with everyone. Yes, you have your roommate, but your roommate is – you're living next door to other guys, to next door to other guys. Like it's a dorm feel – but only football players. And I think it's so important when you have two late guys to come in. Also, I love what they're doing. I think they are, I think Tressel and, and Longo and all those coaches are saying, where do we need, do we have holes anywhere? Do we have a gap? Do we need a guy somewhere? And let's attack that. And I love it because we've never done that before. And I think we're, we're really looking at a group of, of coaches that are like, I want to win tomorrow. Not saying it's going to happen. Listen, I'm I'm all on that we're going to be undefeated. But if we lose four games, these guys literally have given it that they're all to get the guys in the in the rooms that can make winning possible today. Not yesterday, not in a couple of years, and not the Mets right now. We're like 2025 might be our year. It is literally today. And I think camp is the best way to prepare that. It's just funny thinking about like all the dudes, you know, like we had everyone on talking about camp. Literally, like you have to talk to people. Like you have to talk to dudes who are not from your neck of the woods. Not from your position group. Not from your position group. Not from anything, right? Like, and you hang out with them like a lot because there's no one else to hang out with. And that's, you know, it's funny. Like Jeff Mack is a Madison guy. He's a middle linebacker. Obviously, I have nothing in common because we just butt heads all the time. I hung out with that dude like 24-7 at camp. Like I loved hanging out with him. And, and it was a pleasure. And there's a lot of guys on the defense that if you don't hang out with them at camp, you probably don't hang out with them. Yeah. Who was your roommate at, in, uh, at the Bob center? Doherty. Bob Doherty. That, that is a name that I don't even remember, Bernie. And I know damn near every Badger he from was a tight end. five years. He was a tight end. He started as a freshman. He was awesome. He was good. He was a good blocker and could catch. And he was like – had to be six seven. I could be making him bigger than he is, but he was really good. He came in. I think he came with Posiak, mm-hmm. and I think you know he started in front of Pashodi. Wow. Uh, and he he was supposed to be like the next you know best. He reminds me of like Sigmund, like just tall, you know, lanky kind of big dude. And then I don't know, you know, I don't want to talk about what I think he just school kind of fell off a little bit, and I don't know, he had some trouble, and that was it. But uh, he was my roommate. I had listen. I really liked him. He was he went to high school with Darren Charles. Okay, so uh, in okay. Oshkosh. Yeah. So I like, listen. I went up to his house and his, with his family. Talk about going to weird things. Country Fest was bizarre to me. Um, but you know what? You you meet new people. You're op- I was always open to meeting new people and experiencing and talking about like well random things. Um, but that's how you become friends with like Dantes and like all these other guys that you literally didn't grow up in the same place and have not shared the same experiences at all. And now you're sharing football experiences and you get to know somebody on a completely different level than where you're from, you know, who you are, what religion you, you, you 
you know, observe. It's such a dip. That's what I love about it. It's so pure football camp. It's literally just a sport that you're there doing and nothing really else matters. No, absolutely. And, you know, I am like a little bit jealous. I never got to experience something like that because that is, I, I feel like just on a personal level, like that is a place I would have absolutely thrived. Cause you know, I like talking to people. I like meeting people. I like learning about other people. And, you know, I, I was kind of a nerd also in high school. I went away to band camp in high school and I, you know, I had some weird experiences at band camp, all the things Bandcamp is a weird place, my friend. Bandcamp is a really weird place. But Nobody disbelieves you. Yeah, I, I also learned a lot and had experiences I wouldn't have had anywhere else and made, you know, relationships I wouldn't have gotten anywhere else because of that. And so I, I just, You went to Bandcamp with females, though. We yeah, went to football camp with just the football team. The training staff showed up and then they left. Like, you're talking about... It had to be 90, 100 dudes. And then coaches, I mean, it's it's a it's a lot of it's it's just like a lot of masculinity in a a, a small space. I don't even know what to but but not in like a, a bad negative way, just in like a it's a lot of dudes, and you literally don't talk about anything but either football or like your life. It's just so so interesting. Yeah. I uh band camp, baby. Band camp. Good times. Good times, weird times, strange times for 15-year-old Matt. Like, just a lot going on, like, in what, general. What, what did you play, oboe? Oboe. No, I played the euphonium. And I played the euphonium, the trombone, and the bass. So um, I was uh, a little all over the place there. But, you know, it was, you know, it, it was what it was. I have so and, many jokes. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, no, let, let, let's move on, Vern. Um, you know, and, and I think we're going to wrap it up here in a second. But just, you know... One of your favorite questions to ask people who come on here, uh, I'm going to throw it back in your face. What excites you about this season? Dude, what doesn't excite me? I mean, this is literally a brand new team, like brand new coaches, everything pretty much. I mean, what's what's been static? Nothing. And that's what I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Everything's been in, either improved or built upon. Um, I think the coaching staff that Fickle brought in has I mean, they're honestly all high quality coaches. Um, we've talked to so many of them, and I mean, there's not one we don't like. We really like them all. I think what Brady Collins is doing is bananas. Oh, it's great um, with his staff and and him and just his per, like whole way of going about. You know, we we saw it in um, Marty Stray's uh, social media how his yeah. body has changed. Yeah, to be this this. You know, I don't want to say uh, he just is so much looks so much stronger. You know, dudes are putting on weight but faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're really, you know, I just want to, to say next year might not be the year that we all want to see, but it's going to be a huge stepping stone, I think, to the success of our program long term. You know, we're all like, we need to win tomorrow. I totally get that mentality. It's a new mentality. But you're still, we still are all brand new. We're bringing, we're still bringing guys in. I mean, that's, that's like where we're at. So I'm just excited to watch an offense that's playing at a higher level that's well oiled to a point it doesn't need to be perfect but when it is perfect if we score 30 points a game we should never lose so i mean i'm excited for all that i'm excited to watch braylon run i'm excited to watch chez run i'm excited to see what on earth you know september 1st is like what is 
what are we throwing out there on offense? I think our defense is going to be stout. I think we're going to be way better than we were last year, personnel-wise. And I do think – I can't – you know, Trestle's a smart guy. He's come from a lineage of great coaching. That dude's going to put people in the right, in the right place – and I think the defense can be super successful. I'm just hoping that the offense is. I don't want to see any F-ups on uh, – ooh, almost got it. I don't want to see any F-ups on the special teams. Like I, I like lose my mind on not being perfect in, in that uh, area. So I think we can do it. I think we can too. I'm excited to see our new Australian punter, Atticus Bertram. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I really hope that we can get him on the show just because, I mean – uh, after college, I moved to Australia to play rugby, and I have I have a huge affinity for Australia and Australians. They're wild; they are completely different, and I just I, I adore them. I just because they don't give a rip about anything, and it's it's just a wonderful attitude. I, I'm really excited about that. Wait, Matt Perkins, let's go over some of the, the like. Tell me what you think are some scary games for you. Ohio um, State's not scary. We know that team's going to be amazing. It's also later in the year, so I'm very I'm, I'm confident to a point about it. But what are some of like the landmines in our season this year? Uh, at Illinois, playing against playing against Brett Bielema, uh, mm-hmm. you know they have a new quarterback as well, but they, um, you know, uh, they, they have a quarterback, a new quarterback, but their defense is going to be good. Their run game is going to be good. Their offensive line is going to be good. I think the Iowa game at home that we're going to be at is going to be a big one. Um, that that's going to be tough as well. You know, I think those are the two that really stand out to me and at Washington state, you know, going to the Pacific Northwest against, you know, a veteran quarterback in cam ward and, you know, a, a good offense is, you know, is going to be scary. An offense is going to try to air it out a lot. I'm most interested to see, you know, last year I felt like it was, our defense was a little bit all or nothing. They either like stuffed them for, you know, one yard, a loss, or they got beat on big plays deep. And I think that the revamped secondary is what I'm most interested in seeing because they're going to be it's going to be five defensive backs all the time. It's just, it's going to be five DBs pretty much playing all the time unless it's in a goal line situation. So uh, I would agree. I think we're going to travel so well. I think all the California dudes, people, Badgers are going to travel to uh, Washington. It's going to be nuts. I think Washington's is it, to me is a huge game. It's the second one of the season. It doesn't mean anything really towards our potential, like winning the Big Ten, but it is a one. We, it's a revenge game, and two, it's traveling is not easy. Going two hours back is not easy, and playing away is not easy. And this is all these things come together. But I do think the only thing good about that is we will have a lot of Badgers in the stands. That to me is really cool. I think Iowa always is a fist fight, no matter who's coaching players doesn't matter um i think ohio state obviously but i also you know i i would agree i i'm actually don't think illinois i think we're gonna come out and whoop their ass i think you know a I mean, lot they, of things, they beat the crap out of us last year i mean that's the game totally. that, got, that got coach chris fired i was and believe me i watched it with my own eyes and still couldn't believe it i watched it twice and i still couldn't believe it i think we go in there fire and brimstone and you're gonna see people with a torch lit under their butt for a number of reasons. Um, and I think that game's exciting. Listen, I, the Big Ten, any any given day, you could lose or win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all away games are brutal because you have to go to their locker room. That usually sucks. It doesn't have heat. It doesn't have AC. Like, it doesn't have 
doors on the bathrooms. Like there are a lot of things that make you very uncomfortable. Um, but man, I'm just excited in general, like to have football back, to have a Badger team that, you know, like even last year's turmoil was crazy, but this year I'm not expecting anything. I'm expecting wins and losses. I'm not expecting people getting fired and like dudes leaving and coming and going and, I'm not expecting a crazy thing like that. No, I'm, so not I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm happy about that, too. And I think that's a, a good place for us to wrap it up here today on the Believe in Badgers podcast presented by BetOnline.ag and Oak Bridge Wealth Management. Uh, we'll be back next week with a couple more shows. Uh, we've got some fun guests coming up. Uh, Joshua Perry, Ryan Glassbeagle, uh, Michael Hogan. We'll have Jake Coco on here in the next couple of weeks reporting from camp. A lot of fun. And, you know, I think that it's an exciting time. It's a, you know, there's a lot of positive nervous energy. So um, I think that is, that's a great thing for us. That's a great thing for the program. And I hope that's a great feeling for you guys uh, who are out there listening. So um, until next time on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.